This is Random Randy Savage from Code 45 Podcast, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 261 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. It feels like dragging my balls across shattered glass. (laughs) (laughs) And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagans. It's all about family. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? You are listening to So Wizard Podcast. Three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly. This week, we're going to talk a little bit of nerdy news, and then we're going to jump into a review of the newest movie in the Fast and Furious saga, Hobbs and Shaw. But before we get into that, let's find out how everyone's doing this week. Marcellus Reagans, what's going on? Uh, nothing much. I wanted to go see Hobbs and Shaw later on in the weekend, because I had a lot of stuff to do earlier in the week, but I figured, you know what, I might as well just knock it out of the way and see it before the weekend starts. So I actually got to see it. I saw it a little bit earlier than I planned on it, and I'm glad I did because this weekend I did absolutely nothing else. <laughs> so tired. There's no way I was going to make it to the movies at all. So uh, I'm very glad that I saw it when I did. This is very, Good. very exhausted podcaster this week. Aw. Any particular reason or just life? Uh, just life. Just life. Understandable. It happens to the best of us. Uh, Aubrey, what's going on? It is my last week of classes, so I've just been kind of doing a shit ton of stuff for that. Noah's with his dad for the week, so it was the perfect time, really, to have a week where I needed to just focus on school and uh, that stuff. Can you see the light at the end of the tunnel? It's starting to feel better. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a a fucking train coming at you. No. I mean, I still have um, two more semesters and then I'll be all done with school uh, for this degree, at least for an associate. So never ends. Mm-hmm. How about you, Joy? How are you doing? Ooh, I'm exhausted. My uh, wife and I went to see Queen with Adam Lambert last night as we record this. Um, we stayed overnight after the concert and then we, uh, slowly made our way home and I am fucking wiped out. (laughs) How was the concert? Oh my God. It was fucking phenomenal. I, I don't, I can't believe I'm talking right now because I had like no voice left after the show. I was like trying not to ugly cry like half the time. (laughs) It was so good. They played everything I wanted to hear him play. Um, they played all three of my favorite Queen songs, so I, I really, really can't complain. It was awesome. It was a little different because they didn't have an opening act, so they just started at 8 o'clock, and nice. they played until 11, and that was it. Nice. Yeah, opening act would have got rid of some of those songs, man, so this way they can right. play like all of the hits. That's what Dave Matthews does. Is he starts at 8, and then he plays until 11, and it's just him. 
But it was crazy because uh, Roger Taylor and, and Brian Mayer in their 70s, and, and they it, you wouldn't know it. <laughs> yeah. Just tearing it up. It was fucking awesome. The um, only it was just weird. There were a lot of really old people there, like really <laughs> old people. So you, so you know the guys in Queen are old people, right? Right, but like I'm just not used to going to a concert with a bunch of like older people there, like my dad's age, and like you know they sat down a lot. You know they would get upset if people were standing up near them. It was just weird because we haven't just gone to see Maiden the week before. It was like everybody was up and it was crazy, um, and you know people were really like full of energy and stuff. This is a little different, but. Um, it was a phenomenal concert. My wife and I were both floored. We loved it. So, um, yeah, that that ends our celebration of our 19th wedding anniversary. <laughs> two concerts in two weeks. And now we got to figure out what the hell we're going to do next year. So uh, Maybe uh, Steely Dan to go on concert or something like that. Oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, no, we're probably just going to stay home <laughs> or just like drop the kids off somewhere and go out to eat. I don't know. <laughs> Something a little more subdued. This was exhausting. At least we had a room. We we got a hotel right near the uh, arena, so we didn't. I didn't have to drive back and forth. Unlike going to Maiden, which was nine hours in a car that night. So. But enough about us. Let's talk about us. Mark Ellis Reagans. Please tell the listeners where they can find more Soul Wizard podcast. All right, so everybody can go to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you also find movie reviews from yours truly, Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you also find our merchandise there so you can purchase some of our t-shirts and look good while you're representing the show. Another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Click on the A, the Amazon logo, do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our little show. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on a Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, on Podbean, on Google Play Music, on iHeartRadio, and you can stream our show through Spotify. We also have a Patreon account. If you'd like to donate and receive bonus content from So Wizard, patreon.com backslash Podcast. Uh, we also have a YouTube page where we put up videos every once in a while. There's a great series going on right now from Adam Mollyhawk regarding the films of Steven Spielberg. So definitely get on that. A shout out to the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. You guys are amazing. Back to you, Joey. want to shove my face into the big hole below the urethra known as the beautiful vagina very much. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> hey, Mark how come when you're tired, all of a sudden your voice gets sexier? Shut up. <laughs> you're like, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> I'm really tired. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I just want to send a shout out to everyone in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Uh, if you're listening to this show and you're subscribed, you will have noticed we dropped a bonus episode this past weekend, which was our first Geek World All-Stars Roundtable podcast discussion. Uh, we had representatives from all the shows on the network, and we talked about the trailers and information released by Marvel at San Diego Comic-Con. We all rated how we felt about each thing on the patented Colt 45 podcast, give a fuck a meter. And it was a blast. So hopefully you're enjoying that bonus content. We're hoping to do that once a month, uh, schedules permitting. So 
Enough about us. Let's talk about all the nerd news this week. There was a ton, so this is going to be a super long segment. It's not even close to true. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, we... Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Tom Hardy and Venom on his show uh, in some capacity throughout the years. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. So it looks like uh, Venom 2 is moving full steam ahead. Uh, Ruben Fleischer uh, is not coming back to Directed because he's in the middle of finishing up uh, Zombieland 2 uh, Double Tap. So now the hunt has been on to find a new director for Venom 2 and it looks like they finally got one. It looks like our boy Andy Circus himself, Gollum, Claw, King Kong himself, ain't got shit on me. He's going to be directing Venom 2. Uh, this will be, I want to say this is going to be his third movie. The first one, it's going to get released theatrically because the, the other one was supposed to, but it wound up on Netflix, the, uh, the Jungle Book type movie Mowgli. Uh, but this is going to be his, his first time behind a camera of a big budget uh, special effects heavy movie what do you guys think of andy circus directing venom let's start with our resident tom hardy fanatic aubrey i love lord of the rings yep i love andy circus we will see how it goes i can't wait let it happen <laughs> i think you're, you're probably just more excited you're getting another venom movie as opposed to who's <laughs> directing that too <laughs> all hail supreme leader snow <laughs> <You've> got <it. laughs> <laughs> all right joey what about you man um let's see here I, I i don't know how i feel about this at all i mean like what's was the first one really directed so well that it really matters like who was directing it and i has i mean he's have either of you guys watched uh magui no not at all so I have no idea what he's like as a director. I know he's a great actor, and obviously he's a great uh, motion capture artist. So and he so he has a grasp on how all these special effects work from the other side of the camera. So it's kind of interesting to see how that'll translate to directing. But you know, some of the best actors in the world are not going to be a good director, and some of the best directors in the world are not going to be a good actor. So I I don't know, but I, I feel like this is almost a movie where it's like point the camera and shoot. <laughs> No, I, I don't know. I, I'm not expecting like some kind of crazy creative flourishes here. As long as it's serviceable, I think we'll be okay. Like the first one, you mean? Right, right. The first one looked like you know 2003's hottest superhero movie. So it's it's not a hard thing to replicate. It's just got to get a couple copies of uh, Daredevil starring Ben Affleck on DVD, and he'll know exactly what he needs to do. <laughs> yep, a lot more Coolio in the director's cut. Oh, he's been around more big budget Hollywood hit movies than uh, most directors. So if anything, he he'll he'll bring that to the table. You know what I'm saying he was on set for Black Panther. He's on set for the Lord of the Rings movies. He he knows what a big budget uh, special effects movie is supposed to look like. Uh, and with Planet of the Apes, with the two with the three Planet of the Apes movies that he did, you know, he has a good idea of what uh, uh, what a good script means to to be a part of a movie like that. So I'm hoping that he's going to bring that with him. Uh, but I like him. I think he's a cool dude. I want him to have uh, all, this, all the success that he can get. All right. So then the, uh, the next thing is, uh, uh, so it looks like they're going to be making a TV show out of 
a movie called Event Horizon, which I've never seen. And supposedly it's good, but uh, Amazon is uh, investing in making a TV show out of this. Have you got, either of you guys seen Event Horizon? Do you think this would be a good TV show? Oh, Aubrey, don't watch Event Horizon. <laughs> okay, good. I was going to say, I haven't watched it. I have no idea what it is. I have watched it, and I love that movie. <laughs> it's really scary. It's oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it is not for you, Aubrey, in any way, shape, or form. Nah, no, thanks. No, but I do love it. It's weird that the uh, director is uh, Paul. Is this Paul W. Anderson? <laughs> Paul W. S. Anderson? That's right. Uh, he made that and Mortal Kombat, and those are both. I really like both those movies, but he's never made another good movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Thankfully, sure uh, there's one in there somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I think he's married to is he, he's married to Mila Jovovich, right? Yes. Yep. So he's he's probably just too busy banging her all the time. He's like, yeah, that was great. You were really great in Hellboy, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's yeah, it's a horror movie. Uh, they send a ship out in the space that can jump through uh, folds in time. And uh, then it disappears, then it magically reappears at some point. Another crew comes out to find it and see what the hell happened, and hijinks ensue. Um, it's terrifyingly scary. I love that movie. But I don't know how you make a TV show out of that that lasts more than a season. Like, that's the story. They go and they find a ship, and that's it. <laughs> like, what else is there to do with it? So uh, I'm always interested in cool stuff and cool sci-fi stuff. So I'll check, definitely check it out. Mark, I cannot like we have seems like we have this conversation once every like eight to ten months. I cannot believe you have not seen Event Horizon. Yeah, it's uh you know it's on the list. I just haven't gotten around to it. So you know what you have to say to Mark Ellis when he hasn't seen Event Horizon, right? You just made the list. I will bring my DVD with me <laughs> when we go to Terrific Con, and I will hand it to you. That's, nah. all right. That's all right. I'm sure it's streaming somewhere, most likely on Amazon, seeing how they're doing a TV show. If not, the internet provides. Would you watch a TV show, Mark Ellis, of a scary uh, sci-fi horror thing? No. Hell no. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. Are, are you against uh, scary horror movie stuff? You don't want to watch something like no, that? No, I'll, I'll watch any movie if it's good. I don't care what the genre is. Uh, this one is just one that kind of slipped my uh, slipped my grasp. Hmm. But yeah, I'll check out the movie. And you know, if I like the movie and if I think uh, the trailer for the TV show looks good, I might give it a shot. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not putting it on my, uh, my to-do list. All right. So then, yeah. So then we also got a trailer for... Another streaming TV show that's coming out, Mindhunters, season two. Uh, we got our first look at that. It looks like this one is going to be delving into some more uh, more serious topics, definitely some more racial issues as far as like a serial killer goes. Uh, I never saw season one, but I heard it was pretty good. Uh, the You can tell that there's a lot of money behind this because it looks really cool. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really sure about it. I have to talk to someone who's actually watched all of season one. Uh, but what did you guys think of this trailer for Mindhunter season two, Joey? Uh, I loved season one. So I am all in on season two. Uh, I don't think David Fincher is doing all the episodes this season. So I think there's other people directing him too. But yeah, oh God, it was good. It's really slow paced. And creepy and and awful, but it's great. 
Um, yeah, no, it's really, really good. I, I'm interested to see where they go with it. And then hopefully Netflix will keep renewing it because they have to get up to the finale of the series when they, uh, they're building up to the uh, BTK killer slowly throughout the first season. I guess that's going to be a background story throughout the whole seasons. Um, so they're working their way towards that. So we ha- we're not even close to that being part of the storyline yet. So we got to get there. Uh, I have no idea what they're doing this season, if it's going to be a real serial killer or a fake one. But it certainly looks interesting. So, uh, yeah, I am all in. This is high quality shit if you are down. I don't know. It might be a little scary for you, Aubrey, but uh, yeah, it's good stuff, Mark. You should definitely check it out. How many episodes was the first season? Um, I, I it's I think it's almost been two years. It's hard for me to remember. Good I want to say like <laughs> ten, 10 to 12, maybe. All right. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see. I'm a, I, I'm a huge David Fincher fan, so that's definitely a selling point. Yeah, it it, it feels like Zodiac or uh, not. It's not as gory as Seven, but it has that same. I would compare it to like a television series version of the movie Zodiac. If okay. you liked that movie, did yep. you like that movie? Yeah, I love that movie. All right, well then you will fucking love this. <laughs> like that whole that same feel, like yep. like talking. There's a lot of talking, <laughs> and the, just the way it's shot, like the lighting and stuff. It's really similar to that, and uh, I really liked it. So nice, nice. What about you, Aubrey? How do you feel about this? I didn't even watch the first season. I have no idea what Zodiac is. (laughs) It is not for you. That's what my mom used to say when I liked girls that she didn't think were, uh, I should be trying to date in high school. (laughs) (laughs) It's not for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, it's probably not going to watch it. That's all right. We'll revisit this conversation when season three gets announced in a couple of years. (laughs) It's weird that I do like it because I hate usually all that true crime stuff that and like Jen watches all that stupid like investigation discovery. Yeah. And I hate that stuff. I hate it. It's like I don't want to think about like my neighbors like watching me through their fucking window, like <laughs> planning to like break in my house and murder me tomorrow night or something like that stuff's awful. I don't want to think about that. But it has helped my parenting out because if Janine asked me to do something. My first thought is, does this sound like the beginning of an episode of a show on Destiny, an investigation (laughs) discovery? And I'll think, all right, Janine and her friends went for a walk down by the boardwalk (laughs) at night with no flashlights. And I'll be like, okay, yeah, that's not going to (laughs) happen. So it has helped me with my parenting a lot. Awesome. Thank you, Discovery Channel, reality TV. (laughs) That's right. All right, so then I guess in the last bit of, um, I guess you can call it news, uh, Gemma Chan, she of Crazy Rich Asians, and also uh, she had an appearance in um, Captain Marvel. It looks like she's being eyed for a role in The Eternals, uh, which is very strange. Uh, Usually when these rumors come out, they're usually pretty founded after a while. Uh, Gemma Chan uh, is definitely a popular actress, um, but she already had her Marvel shot with Captain Marvel. So bringing her for another character is kind of unusual for Marvel. I'm not sure if this will, if this is something that's really going to happen. But uh, I like her. I think if she comes back and plays the same character, it would be kind of weird because we know how she ended up in Captain Marvel. But uh, it'd be cool to have her come back for a different character. But what do you guys think of Gemma Chan coming back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, in the Eternals? Let's start with Aubrey. 
Is she the one that was pissed off that Crazy Rich Asians was... Uh... Oh no, that was fresh off the boat. The chick from fresh yeah, off. yeah, not her. The 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 rich one, the rich one that had the husband that she loved and uh, didn't give her the time of day or whatever. I didn't watch Crazy Rich Asians. She used the tall statuesque beauty. I don't know. <laughs> um, I guess it'd be cool. I don't remember her, but I'll take it. All right. I trust your opinion, Mark. No oh, thanks. Thanks, mm-hmm. hey, Joey. What about you, man? Oh, she is really att- attractive. <laughs> she was on a TV show about robots. What the hell was the name of that? Uh, human? Yes, Humans, I think was the name of it. Damn it, I think that's the name of it. I feel stupid if that's not the name of it. Let me look it up. Yeah, she was on uh, Humans, a uh, TV show that was, I think it was a BBC show. They aired on AMC for some reason. But yeah, that was okay. I, I, I don't know. It was just something that was on. But yeah, she's hot, <laughs> dude. So uh, she could play fucking Thanos if she wants, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't care. Put her on the fucking screen. Um, I don't think it's that weird that she was Minerva in Captain Marvel because she she's in the movie for like five minutes. Yeah. And she was blue. Right. And honestly, it was like blink and you'll miss it. Ah, oh, that chick. Yeah. Okay. I know who we're talking about. Okay. But yeah, yeah, in real life, dude, she's smoking hot. So uh, maybe she'll be playing Cersei. I know they haven't cast Cersei yet, and she does have long, dark hair. So I thought Angelina Jolie was Cersei. No, Cersei, uh, Angelina Jolie is Thena. Oh, okay. Oh, Mark, you're not up to date on your Eternals characters? No, believe it or not, I kind of fell asleep during uh, the Eternals TV show that came on a few years ago. No, that was in Humans. It had nothing <laughs> oh. to do with the Eternals. I confuse the two, too. Tomato, Poor Ramsey Bolton. Tomato, tomato, whatever. All Maybe thing. Eternals is like Ramsey Bolton is having like a fever dream as he dies in Game of Thrones and he's imagining he's in a t- terrible TV show. <laughs> a terrible Marvel Studios ABC Marvel TV television, show. Marvel television. Excuse me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Marvel television ABC exclusive TV show, yes. That's right. <laughs> it could be worse. You could be on uh, recent seasons of Agents of Shield trying to figure out how to repurpose the same three hallway scenes <laughs> over and over again. How many different uh, ideas can we use three hallways for? <laughs> okay. There there's the story. I love Agents of Shield, sorry, but it's 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 true. <laughs> The bad guys have holed up in an abandoned warehouse again. <laughs> um, it, what the hell were we talking about? I don't know. Uh, Jibba Chan is smoking hot. Uh, she can be in anything she wants. Yep. She'd be great as Cersei. Let's, because obviously, I guess they're not going to have Sophia Butella, unfortunately. Who you may remember, Markel is from from the Mummy. La Momia. La Momia. Yes. <laughs> but how do you feel about this, Mark? About Jibba Chan? Yeah, yeah, I'm down with it. No, she's cool. It'd be like I said, it'd be weird to have her be another Marvel character in the MCU, but yeah, it's fine. I have a feeling they're gonna if they do bring her in, it's gonna be like for her voice. You know what I mean? Like she's gonna be uh, like Bradley Cooper is in Guardians, but he's not really in Guardians. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Vin Diesel is Groot. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like Vin Diesel is a part of the biggest hits of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's, it's weird a, to say uh, that out loud. They could do, if she has a live action character, then Minerva could show up and they could recreate the Spider-Man meme with them pointing at each other. <laughs> it's Minerva and whatever the new character is. 
Yep. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, usually when they make these announcements, they're usually pretty spot on. So most likely she's going to be in the internals, um, eternals. Just don't know what character she's going to play. But uh, yeah, I'm down for it. Awesome. All right. I think that's it for news. Uh, We did it. We scraped the bottom of the barrel and we found something to talk about. (laughs) Some weeks are harder than others, folks. But we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to review Hobbs and Shaw, a Fast and the Furious story. (laughs) Hey, what's up, everybody? I hope you're having fun listening to this episode of So Wizard Podcast. But did you know you can actually get paid just for listening to us? I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. We've just discovered a new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast you love, and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks, or if unlike me, you're a good person, you could actually donate it to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. Here's what you got to do. Download the free app right now on your iPhone or Android device. I've got a special code for you. Simply use our code WIZARD when you sign up and you'll get 300 PodCoin just to start off. If you listen to enough of us on there, you can get a drink at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card and it's like I gave it to you. So go ahead, go listen to this podcast or any of your other favorite shows on PodCoin and sign up with the code WIZARD. It'll change the way you listen to podcasts. Terrificon, Connecticut's biggest Comic-Con, returns to Mohegan Sun August 9th to the 11th. Meet Billy D. Williams, Val Kilmer, Doctor Who's John Barrowman, and the voices from Animaniacs and Thundercats. New England's largest guest list of comic book artists from DC and Marvel Comics is at Terrificon on August 9th to the 11th at Mohegan Sun. Tickets on sale now at Terrificon.com. All right, and we are back. All right, guys. We all had a chance to see Hobbs and Shaw. I just want to say that in Japan, this movie is called Wild Speed Super Combo. That's awful. It's awful. And uh, how much more interested in the movie would you be just to see it if this movie was called that in America, Aubrey? Um, I wouldn't be at all. Oh. Uh, Markellis, no? Yeah, it definitely pique my interest a little bit more than Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, I would. I, I could see myself being there day one for something called Wild, <laughs> Wild Speed Super Combo. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. We all got a chance to see the movie, um, so we're gonna give some non-spoiler impressions as always, and then we'll drop our spoiler drop and spoil the movie, talking about what we liked, disliked, and give a rating. So, Hobbs and Shaw. Excuse me. Fast and Furious. What is the fucking official title of this movie, Mark Ellis? It's, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. There okay. you go. You got it, Aubrey. Fast I know this because I just saw it six hours ago. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, it's fresh. It's fresh. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. This is a remix to Ignition. Aubrey, what did you think of peeing on girls? Like it, our- <laughs> it, it was... No. <laughs> Sorry, uh... uh Fast and Furious presents colon Hobbs and Shaw. It was um, what I Uh-oh. thought it would be. <laughs> they are who we thought they were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is that good or bad? I haven't seen a Fast and Furious movie, so it was about as interesting as the other ones have been for me. Oof. <laughs> All right, Mark Ellis. <laughs> 
<laughs> Moving on. How about you? Wait, I just want to make sure, Aubrey. So this is the first Fast and the Furious movie you've seen? Yes. Wow. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this movie is trash. Dude, this movie is straight up what? trash. Really? Yes. Yes, really. All right, guys. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this, but I fucking loved this movie. Of course you loved it. <laughs> and the funny thing is, as I walked out of the movie theater, I'm like, Mark and Aubrey are going to fucking hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> But I loved it. Me and Colin both went to see it together, and we both really liked it. So um, anything non-spoiler you want to say, or should we just jump right into spoilers? Uh, I just want to say, if you are like a Fast and a Furious fan of all the other movies, and you're you know hoping that this one is going to somehow connect to the other ones, it really doesn't. It really, really doesn't. So you can see this movie completely cold and not feel like you're missing anything out of the uh, Fast and the Furious cinematic universe. I think I will add that, and I felt this as I was watching the movie, if you saw the trailers, you saw most of the movie, and you also, <laughs> um, and, and you saw, if you saw the trailers and you said, that looks really fun, that's something I would like to see, you will like this movie. If you saw the trailers and said, this looks fucking stupid, you will not like this movie. There's nothing, you know what I mean? There's, it doesn't reinvent the wheel. You know exactly what you're walking into when you come in the door. So, Yeah, I completely disagree with that. I looked at the trailers and I thought, oh, this is going to be good. And it wasn't good. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll get into spoilers. Markellis, drop it like it's hot. And let's spoil the hell out of Fast and Furious. Is it the Fast and the Furious Presents or Fast and Furious Presents? <laughs> just, I think it's just Fast and Furious Presents. Okay, yep. I just want to get this correct. You know? Fast and Furious Presents, colon, Hobbs and Shaw. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Aubrey, what did you like about the movie? Um, I like The Rock. And I like Jason Statham, and I liked Vanessa Kirby and Helen Mirren. I like oh, and Idris Elba. I liked him too. I liked the actors. Did not like the movie. Like you liked them outside of this movie, or you liked yes. them in the movie? I mean, I did somewhat like them in the movie too. The whole thing just didn't come together for me. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Markellis, what were things that you liked about the movie? Uh, one thing that I actually really did like was the the way that they showed Hobbs and Shaw being on being the same or two different sides of the same coin. Um, I love movies that play with duality, and showing Hobbs going out, getting ready to go out on his mission, and showing Shaw getting ready to go out on his mission, I thought was really cool. It's a really cool thing that they did at the beginning of the movie, and they bring it up again towards the end of the movie. So that I thought was really clever filmmaking. And I, I like the rocks performance. I think the rock was, he didn't know that he was in a horribly bad movie, but he still brought the charm anyway. So I appreciated that. Well, that's the thing with the rock, whether he's in fast and the furious or doom, he's giving you everything he has Yep, <laughs> in every movie. So no matter how bad the movie is, Hercules, for example, <laughs> you still walk out and go, man, The Rock is really good in that. Too bad the movie sucked. <laughs> yep. Tooth Fairy. He was yep. fantastic in Tooth Fairy. Yep. Movie flopped. Well, um, <laughs> right off the bat, uh, 
We have a new Dark Horse candidate for Woman Crush of the Year 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, Vanessa Kirby <laughs> is smoking hot in this movie. Good lord. I feel like I've seen her in something, but I looked up her IMDb profile and I can't figure it out. Seen her in my dreams. <laughs> Much like the song by the party that they covered up by Doc. <laughs> that is a random deep cut. Why would you bring up the party? <laughs> it's your favorite band. It is my to, favorite. You know, pull you back into the show here. It, it is my favorite band. That's true. Yeah, I was going to say if you, if you, you know, if you guys got off your high horses long enough to, uh, <laughs> appreciate the genius that is Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible, you would have saw Vanessa Kirby last year as she pretty much stole a movie of uh, the last Mission Impossible movie. She was fantastic. Fallout or Rogue Nation? Fallout. Fallout. Yes, I'm glad to have seen her in the first movie I ever saw her in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, she's smoking hot, and I I thought she was really cool in this. She had a lot of cool fight scenes and stuff. Um, I love The Rock. I love Jason Statham. Um, They have really good chemistry together. Uh, them just busting each other's balls. It's fucking phenomenal. Ilgis Alba completely wasted in this movie. <laughs> but he's doing his best. He seemed like he was having fun. Um, he's Black Superman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of the stunts were really cool. Uh, the fights were really good. And uh, I, you know what? I, I really had fun with the movie. It was just a big, dumb, stupid action movie. Really dumb, stupid action movie. Yes. Can I emphasize that this was really dumb? <laughs> really dumb. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun, and I, I really enjoyed it. It reminded me of something I would have watched when I was like 12 or 13. Uh, maybe rented it or you know forced my parents against their will to go see it in the movie theater and really enjoyed it. So I did really like the movie. But I am predisposed to liking these types of movies. I could imagine you guys walking in and hating it. So now the all-important thing, what did you not like about the movie? Markellis, you think this is a dumpster fire, so the floor is yours. Yeah, it's it's exactly what you said. It's dumb. It's very dumb. And I understand that it's designed to be that way, but I was expecting like a little bit of some kind of intelligence to work its way into the script somehow. Like the, the very beginning, okay, Joey... Just want to make sure that I understand the plot correctly, okay? Good luck. <laughs> Vanessa Kirby is an MI6 agent who was supposed to secure a deadly virus, right, from someone, bad guys, the bad guys, the she, super AI. Uh, from what I understand, it's like a company that is developed is also. It's like basically Cobra from G.I. Joe. Like, right. <laughs> it just kind of exists. And they have like a building and you know where the building is, but like they're allowed to be an evil terrorist organization for some reason. I don't understand. But yeah, that's <laughs> that's what they're doing. They're trying to get it back from them, I guess. Yeah. So the only way that she could get the virus, which is which is crazy that they broke into this place to get the virus. But no one out of her and her team of these well-trained MI6 agents, no one bothers to like watch the doors or the windows. Like the bad guy can just walk directly right up to them and be like, I'm just gonna steal this and kick their ass. Once I saw that, and this is a, this is the first like two minutes of the movie. I'm like, ah, this movie is bullshit. But her no, well, they were gonna they were gonna take it. She was gonna take it out of the machine, like the canister of it out of the machine, but there was no time. She had to inject herself with it. Right. She had to inject herself with it. But before she took it out of the canister. It was just her opening up the canister and six agents just looking at her. 
no one paying attention to what's going on around him. Well, they probably weren't expecting Ildris Alba <laughs> to show up on a motorcycle. He didn't even. He parked the motorcycle like uh, like thirty feet away and just walked the rest of the way up to him. Oh my god, that was annoying. I'm trying, trying. Yeah. So anyway, so their their job is to get get this virus. Find a scientist that created a virus so that he could either extract it from her and or kill her is the only way to save her. So now it's Mission Impossible 2. It's the same storyline. Now Hobbs and Shaw have to team up to save her life, I guess. I know the plot is just fucking ridiculous. It only made sense to get to the next stunt. You know what I mean? Like there was no real, real... uh plot points or twists or turns it was like how do we get from this scene to this scene and we'll just write it down on a post-it note and that's what they filmed it was so basic and the fact that it was over two hours just made it way too long anything else that you hated (laughs) (laughs) i hated ryan reynolds uh, surprise ryan reynolds makes a cameo in it i hated his his character I hated the little stingers that they put in afterwards. If it meant something, if it led to something, it would be, I would be fine with it. There was no reason for any of it at all. I mean, they needed to, they needed someone to deliver exposition and who better than that than Ryan Reynolds. But all right. So you got Ryan Reynolds in your movie to deliver exposition. What else? That's all. Okay. Uh, Aubrey, how about you? I completely agree with Mark. <laughs> I feel teamed up on. <laughs> I watched this, and when I saw Vanessa Kirby, I was like, okay, I feel as though I should know who she is. But I haven't seen any other Fast and Furious movies, so I don't know who she is. And I just She's assumed, not in any other Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> yeah, I just assumed that she was an established person because she was at the forefront and it, the camera was focused on her. So I was like, okay, I'm supposed to know who this chick is. And I remember looking at it and I was like, she's supposed to be in the military because a chick that looks like that would definitely not join the military. Then... Uh, like Mark said, Idris Elba just shows up. He just walks right in. Nobody seems to hear him. Nobody seems to see him. They're all looking like the opposite maybe, way for some you know what, reason. Maybe the nanites in his spine let him walk really quietly. I don't think so. I'm fucking <laughs> trying, guys. I'm trying. <laughs> so then she injects herself with this virus. And the rock finds her immediately, but somehow the CIA can't. He's the world's greatest tracker. But he didn't even show him tracking her. He just looked at <laughs> a map. And yes. then all of a sudden he finds her. <laughs> yes. It was well, so anticlimactic. He's the world's greatest. He just looks at the map and goes there. <laughs> Found her. <laughs> but he just looks at the cameras leaving the establishment. He doesn't look at like anything else. And somehow he finds her at a fucking hotel in london i don't get it and somehow he has a daughter and i don't know who her mother is what happened to her mother i'm just supposed to care that she doesn't have a family like there's no backstory on that she just is a character just to be a character i don't care i don't care about any of these characters no reason to care about any of these characters. I feel as though maybe if I did care about them, I would have liked the movie a little bit more, but I don't care about them. 
Uh, I think you might have just just completely debunked my whole thing about not having to see the other movies before. Because now that you've mentioned it, you probably would have had to see one or two to understand who those I mean, characters like, are. Because they do a really shitty job of introducing them. I do. Like, I, I could go. I, I was worried I would go into this and I wouldn't have any idea what was going on because I haven't seen any other movies. But I did pick up pretty quickly on a lot of it. But I don't care about them at all. <laughs> Right. I don't I don't have any emotional investment in any of these characters. So I don't care what happens to them. I don't care that somehow the rock is reunited with his family in Samoa with a dude that looks like fucking Tommy Chong and his mother like I I, I don't I don't get it. And <laughs> and and Helen Mirren, I like her, but the whole her being in prison fucking pissed me off she's wearing jewelry she's wearing makeup there's no fucking prison that you can be in where you can wear jewelry and makeup so that i think it's supposed to indicate that both her and the people running the prison know that she can break out anytime she damn well pleases so don't bother yeah she's kind of like a like a kingpin up in a prison she can do whatever she wants to they just kind of let her do it why what is her backstory that makes her so special? That's a mystery. You don't know what it is, but you just know she's powerful. So I thought that it did. It lasted way too long. There was at one point where I looked at my watch and I was like, okay, the movie could totally end here. And I was like, wait a minute. I looked at how long this movie is before I came in here. We still have like another hour to go. <laughs> Very typical action movie that I could watch on a Saturday and be fine with wasting two hours of my life watching it. But when I have to pay for it and go there and watch it, I was playing games on my phone. <laughs> wow. Ouch. Making me feel bad for making you guys see this now. I was going to see it anyway, regardless. I just yeah. was really hoping I would I mean, like it. I saw the trailers, I saw the commercials for the trailers and everything, and I thought, okay, this looks really interesting when they were beating up those people, and they're like, okay, this is your room, this is my room. I thought that looked really funny, and I like The Rock and and Jason Statham, so I thought, okay, this is going to be really funny with the two of them, but then I saw the movie, and I was like, this is really boring. (laughs) Wow. All right. I guess uh, it's my turn then, huh? You didn't like you loved the whole thing. There was nothing about no, it. No, like. there are actually many things I didn't like about this movie. Uh, and I will agree with Marcellus right off the bat. Ryan Reynolds, get him out of there. I was annoyed with his cameo. I didn't understand if I should have known that he was part of the previous movies or not. No, that was a quote unquote surprise. Oh, well, uh, a stupid uh, ass surprise. Ryan Reynolds shows up uh, as Deadpool for some reason for like. 10 minutes it was just distracting and um and it's part of something i didn't like about the movie which is that the rock and jason statham are funny and they have great chemistry together and they're ass kickers blah 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 blah. but they should be so the way this movie should work is that they're kind of above everything else like they should be the ones making jokes and you know blah, blah blah through the movie in this movie's world everyone in the entire planet is a fucking comedian Everyone is a jokester. Everybody's it was like got Kevin Hart was there too. Right. But like, and that's okay. I, I didn't mind the Kevin Hart cameo. I thought that was actually funny, but, but just like random characters are making quips and jokes and every single person is a fucking jokester in this movie. So it never feels serious. 
sense <laughs> at all. Like, the whole movie is a fucking joke. Like everything is a fucking joke to everyone, whether you're the guy sitting at a computer in a random scene at the CIA headquarters, a guy working at the fucking evil terrorist organization's headquarters building that everyone knows where it is and it's perfectly okay for it to be there. Um, you know, everybody didn't, I think the only person in this entire movie, the entire movie that didn't make a quip or a joke was Ildris Alba. Did he have any quips or jokes? Um, I'm sure there was one sprinkled in there somewhere. It, it never felt out of place for him when he was talking. It never was like, Oh, what now he's got jokes, but otherwise it seemed like every fucking person in this movie has to make jokes and it doesn't work. It pissed me off really bad. And I, I don't understand why Ryan Reynolds character could not just be some random fucking actor that could come in and deliver quick exposition, hand the rock a fucking file folder and be done. He doesn't have to be a recurring character calling on the phone, making Game of Thrones jokes. Oh, okay? he's, he's definitely going to be coming back in. Oh, he is. They've already said the sequel is going to be the team of uh, Vanessa Kirby, Jason Statham, The Rock, uh, Kevin Hart, and Ryan Reynolds are now the the quote unquote family for oh. Hobbs and Shaw. So Hobbs and Shaw too, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. That's right. Um, so I I really did not like that. The other thing that drove me nuts as I was watching the movie. Was that when they, okay, so they get the machine to take the virus out of her. Right. And then they strap it on her back. This is later on, but they strap it on her back. So she's like running around and doing all this action stuff while she has needles in her arm extracting blood. Right. And the needles never come out. But so they go and they get the machine and there's this crazy, awesome action sequence with cars and explosions and motorcycles. And and they get out of the base and the base blows up and they've, they've got the machine to save her. That felt like the end of the movie. Oh, you mean before they go to before Samoa? they went to Samoa? Yeah. Like, it felt like the movie was over. <laughs> yep. And then there's still like 45 minutes. It felt like The Rock showed up on set one day and was like, well, I've made some revisions to the script and uh, we're going to be going to Samoa at the end. And everybody was like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, yeah, um, blah, 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 blah. I have to get Roman Reigns in here and my family members. And and it was just like – and the Samoa part was okay, but it just felt like I was done at that point. Like I felt like the movie was over at that point. So I did appreciate that they showed his brother fixing the machine, not by being a super genius that can randomly fix a blood sucking uh, machine, but by simply like looking at it, taking pictures of it and then 3D printing the broken parts. I, 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 I honestly, I really appreciated that they really? just showed him like fixing the machine and not like understanding how it worked. <laughs> I was like, luckily they happen to go to a place where the world's best builder just happens to be there. It just happens to be well, the rock. Yeah, but at, but at least God. it wasn't like, oh, these guys build cars. These guys make custom cars. And my brother can also like understand and repair this super <laughs> technology. No, he just like scanned it with his phone and remade the parts in a 3D printer and put it back together. So I did appreciate that. But that whole sequence felt so fucking tacked on. And it wasn't as good an action sequence as what just happened in Moscow. So it felt like the movie had already peaked and I was just kind of like, Oh, okay. You know, I I completely agree with that. And then on top of that, he's wearing like some sort of 
Samoan ceremonial skirt thing yep. when they go to war. But when it's time to like chase the helicopter, he magically pulls out a t-shirt. He puts it back on. And throws <laughs> it on. <laughs> Loses the skirt, has like combat boots and long pants on. I'm like, all right, he's ready for action. He knew this was going to go sideways. Well, I was just like, okay, well, we got him. We got to have the stuntman in the shots now, so they have to cover up the rocks tattoos and stuff as much as possible. <laughs> but those were really the two things that drove me nuts in this movie: was that everyone's a comedian, and the movie went like an extra forty-five minutes longer than it should have. Yeah, those things drove me fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, you know the movie that I was thinking of, and I know not a lot of people agree with me on this one, but the movie that A Team that came out a few years ago, uh, I you know watched the trailers for that, and I thought that was going to be a big dumb action movie based on a cheesy TV show, and it was. But for some reason, I feel like they got all of those ingredients right. Like it, it everything that they were doing kind of made sense, and it followed the show, and it was it had like a a lot of really really cool action scenes. And really good uh, dialogue scenes, too. So when I went to see this movie, I was hoping it was going to be something more like the A-Team movie. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't as clever at all. What did you guys think of the action direction in the movie? Like, did you think the action scenes were well shot and stuff? Because it was the director of the first John Wick that did this. So I, did, I thought they were okay, but I also felt like they were kind of lacking. I really liked the chase scene in London. Where they're in uh, Jason Statham's tiny car. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm I like I liked that, and I liked how the motorcycle kind of transformed and stuff like that. Like that, I thought that was really cool. But then the fight sequences, I felt like were missing something. Yeah, dude, you it can just tell. Felt okay. The you can tell like the first John Wick movie was directed by two guys, and when it was time for like to move on for two other movies, they kind of went their separate ways. So one guy is doing all of the John Wick movies, and then this guy is doing Deadpool in this one. And I definitely think the one that's doing the John Wick movies has a little bit more, uh, a better vision of what action scenes should be. Because I think the John Wick movies are just like, they for some reason, they're just getting better and better. Whereas if you compare this one, there was one scene that I'm like, okay, I can kind of see how this is from the guy who did John Wick. But a lot of the action scenes, it just seemed to be missing a little bit of that that extra oomph. I'm not sure what it was. Yeah, I thought the a lot of Jason Statham's fight scenes were good. Um, it seems a lot of the Rock scenes were either played for comedy. Like he goes in the room, there's a big giant guy with a wrench and he just punches him once and he falls over. Yeah. You know, like, um, and I got to be honest with you, I didn't understand what the con like work aspect of the quote unquote Mick Jagger was like, what, what was that? One person goes out front and acts crazy and gets all of the attention. And then the other person does all of the vicious stuff (laughs) in the background. How did that apply to his sister stealing a truck? She was the Mick Jagger. She was the one that was getting all of the attention. And then the the scientist guy showed up with the flamethrower and cooked everything. But they didn't know the scientist guy was there or had the flamethrower. They were distracting Idris Elba while she snuck around and was going to shoot him until they realized that she didn't have the ability to because the guns don't work without the authorization. Uh, Okay, I get it now. I get it now. I just I hate the Rolling Stones so much that I just couldn't even focus on what was happening, I guess. I don't understand why they referenced the Keith Moon and then they never used it. They only used the Mick Jagger 
But when he was at the jail talking to his mom, they talked about the Keith Moon, and then they showed that that scene, and it just seemed like it was useless because they never used it. Well, it was to show that the brother and sister have a shorthand. All they have to do is say, like, you know, if they say to Keith Moon, the brother's going to know, oh, this is what we're doing. That's why when uh, they established that, so when The Rock says, you know, Mick Jagger, instantly they'll know, okay, this is the plan where someone's going to do something and someone else is going to do something in the background. Right. But they had to establish that with the Keith Moon one. I guess. <laughs> All I right. I kept waiting for the Keith Moon. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to say about this movie, Aubrey? I wanted to like this movie. I really did because I like all the actors in it, but I did not. Uh, Mark Ellis? Uh, yeah, The Rock is really good, but yeah, was, I thought it was just okay. That was just okay. It's a, it's a good movie to watch at home, maybe stream it. I don't really think you need to see it in the theaters. Will you guys, all right, in a world where you're not doing a podcast and you have to go see movies sometimes, would you go see part two on your own? Probably not. No, I'd wait for the DVD. Okay. Honestly, I probably wouldn't have even seen part one. <laughs> you're making me feel awful about me. <laughs> not as bad as when I'm watching a horror movie, but uh, <laughs> speaking of horror movies... <laughs> Yeah. We I went to see this with my son and the trailer for it too played before the movie. And there were a lot of really bad trailers before this movie, by the way. I was really hoping for something, like a cool action movie coming out I hadn't heard of or something, but there were some awful trailers. Um the trailer for it too comes on and he's like hiding in his chair, like in a fetal position, like covering his eyes. Oh, that poor kid you traumatized him. I feel like the worst parent in the world. <laughs> and then right after that. The trailer for uh, Ready or Not comes on. And it's not, I don't think that's a scary trailer at all. And it's really not. But he's just like, is this just going to be all horror movies? <laughs> so mad. Oh, poor kid. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So yeah, we had some god awful trailers. So that was not fun. But uh, yeah. So let's get around and wrap it up with a score of zero to five, with five being the best and zero being the worst. Aubrey. I'm going to give it a 1.75. Wow. Wow. All right. What about you, Mark Ellis? Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a two out of five. Wow. Okay. I can't believe you guys hated it this much. Um, I give it a three and a half out of five. <laughs> I originally started at a 3.25, but I bumped it up an extra 0.25 for how hot Vanessa Kirby is, putting it at a three and a half. Um, I got to tell you, as, as much as I had problems with it, I really had a lot of fun, especially a lot of the action set pieces were, were cool. Um, I just wish they hadn't shown so much in the trailers because I felt like I had almost seen like half the movie at that point. But uh, as a big, dumb, stupid action movie, I enjoyed it. So that, my friends, is Fast and the Furious presents <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw, a Fast and the Furious story. <laughs> let's get it wrapped up this week with some recommendations. Aubrey, what do you got for the listeners out there? Um, everybody should watch the boys boys. I have watched another episode. So I'm on episode two. So you're burning through it. I know. <laughs> I know. I'll watch more this week, but everybody should go watch the boys. It's not horrible. It is hard with the um, the stuff that they reference, like the the story and stuff like that. But it's it's an interesting concept, so everybody should go check it out. All right, Mark Ellis, how about you? 
Uh, yeah, if you haven't had a chance to check out Avengers Endgame, it is available uh, digitally right now and it will be available on Blu-ray in a couple of weeks. So uh, if you really want to revisit what's possibly one of the best cinematic experiences of the past 11 years, Avengers Endgame is available digitally right now. Awesome. Well, I'm going to recommend that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you find the podcast every week, links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page, movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more, SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just about any podcatching app under the sun. We'll be there. We'll get you every week because there's no weeks off. You can check out our YouTube channel, YouTube, and search Podcast weekly free exclusive content and the podcast is there too on youtube don't forget you can support us monetarily on patreon patreon.com backslash so wizard podcast shout out to wonder soul our newest patreon on the site you get extra exclusive episodes of the podcast this month is a double rewards month two reviews for you once upon a time in hollywood and dora and the lost city of gold exclusively on patreon so check it out I will say a couple things. Uh, if you're in our area, Terrific Con is coming up this weekend as you listen to this at the Mohegan Sun. Uh, so check that out. We'll be there on Saturday. If you're around, come check out the show. And if you see us, come say hi. I will second Aubrey's recommendation for the boys. Boys? Mm. <laughs> uh, I am on episode seven right now. I'm almost finished. I'm going to finish it tonight. And uh, I really like it. I don't love it yet i'm like right at the edge of loving it i'm waiting to see how it ends before it pushes me over into loving it but i am definitely interested uh like aubrey said there is a lot of subject matter that is really hard to watch (laughs) in this sometimes so i have cautioned my wife against maybe starting it it might not be what she wants to watch um and starlight is 100 waifu status in the show so good lord gotta watch the boys and, uh, you know, maybe um, you can tune in next week and listen to us talk about our time at Terrificon and all the nerd news that's going to happen in the next seven days, as well as check out that Geek World All-Stars Roundtable podcast. It's in the RSS feed. If you're subscribed to us, you already have it. It's fun. It's interesting. It's the All-Stars of Geek Podcast Network. And that is going to do it, my friends. Episode 261 in a row of the So Wizard podcast. Five years of podcasting power coming up on that anniversary soon. But that's going to do it for this week. My co-hosts have been the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I'm going to shove my boot down your throat so I have shoelaces sticking out. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Uh, everybody have a good week. Uh, try to enjoy Dora the Explorer <laughs> and uh, Wakanda forever. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. This has been episode 261 of the So Wizard podcast, a featured film review podcast in America and Australia. So thank you, my friends. We'll see you next week. Good journey. Good journey.